I'm going to do that now. <laughs> so anyone just tuning in, we just read chapter 32. Uh, go read that and then we'll catch up. <laughs> um, so yeah, what stood out to you in, in that chapter? Uh, does that look at all like what we're living today? Uh, what parallels and, and things do we see in there? I, the one that, you know, really stood out to me was the one that Terry talked about, you know, that must be Hollywood. I mean, mourn for all the amusement houses in the city of entertainment, palaces, clamorous towns, deserted. You know, we see that in, in movies, right? We see like the doomsday or, you know, the 2012 uh, kind of depicted, but no, we're actually going to get front row seats to, to, to see that actually happen, that the Lord is um, going to allowing those those cities to become desolate and, and thrown down uh clamorous towns deserted won't that be an interesting time to to be alive <laughs> i don't i don't even it, sometimes it it just registers like oh that's just hollywood that's just a movie kind of thing but but no there's there's going to be actual times of that uh ahead for us how how can you hear me yep how do you think that will happen <laughs> i mean I mean, is it going to be a disease that kills most of the people? Is it going to be a natural disaster? I don't know. I just wonder how is that going to happen? Yeah, very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, with any types and precedents, because Isaiah uh, tends to, to look back in history a lot, I, I would say that Egypt is a, a good uh, sign of that. Uh, so we have natural disasters, we have plagues and, and pestilences, we have a destroying angel uh, that comes. Uh, I think that there's a myriad of different ways that, that might play out in, in those things. And um, like here in 14, it says that um, lay abandoned. Um, there, there's a good chance that just like food shortages and drought and stuff might cause mass migrations out of bigger cities into more rural areas too possibly i don't know <laughs> how that all yeah. happens it's crazy there's been um i'm on this i don't know if you're on this group on anyway this group on facebook and they've been going back and forth about whether covid would be considered a plague mm. um okay. and i listened to Michael Rush talked about this a little bit on a video and he talked about how he read the book 1491 which is a deep dive into what the American continent what they estimate the American continent looked like when he landed when Columbus landed and they estimated there was a hundred million people oh, that wow. lived here and there were towns and cities everywhere but a hundred years later, because of the diseases that they brought over, 95% of those people had died. Mm. Wow. That's super interesting. Talk about a desolating scourge. Yeah. <laughs> 95% death rate. Yeah. Um, and when and so from that, if you compare this, what's happening now to that you know, we, this is a desolating scourge in other ways because of the lockdowns, the economic issues and all kinds of other things, but COVID itself, is that considered, mm -hmm. you know, the death rate of COVID is point what, you know, it's not 95%. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so anyway, I just wonder, I've just been thinking a lot about what, what is this, you know, there is supposed to be so many people gone and a remnant remains. And so I just had a lot of thoughts about what, and what is that going to look like anyway? So yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's a little depressing to go down that rabbit hole isn't uh -huh. it? <laughs> a little bit yeah I don't spend long there but yeah but, but yeah all the more reason to to build up Zion then we can be in the city mm -hmm. of glory and righteousness and, yes. and go on helping other people right <laughs> yeah let's get that on the road right let's get going <laughs> I think we're gonna play out a lot of the children of Israel leaving Egypt and they certainly had a lot of plagues. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting to do a study on, on the plagues and everything. Which ones affected everyone and which ones only affected the, the Egyptians and which ones affected the mm. animals and livestock, etc. Uh, that was a something somebody pointed that out to me and I went and did a study on it. I'm like, oh, I I totally misunderstood the story. I had never dove that deep into it. And mm. and how some of those things can can mirror and, and play out in our day is interesting. I think wandering in the desert and just learning to rely on the Lord for everything um, is we're to prepare us. I just we relied on him for everything in the pre-existence. I think it's going to be a time for learning for us to leave everything and learn to rely on him. That's why I just I just think patterns happen, things happen. And I think that's a pattern we're going to follow to prepare us for Zion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not just like some, some backup plan, right? It's, it's kind of the Lord's way to mm -hmm. his method of, of teaching his children. <laughs> and I also think about that. It's actually been on my mind a lot lately. Um, you know, Moses told the people, prepare tomorrow you're going to see the lord and they said oh no 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 just tell us what he tells you we're fine with that and as president nelson's been telling us to hear him how many of us are going no 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 it's fine just tell us mm -hmm. um yeah i just i mean i see that pattern already starting mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's very interesting it's an interesting time to be alive. I keep saying it all the time now. <laughs> like we are, uh, what was that video mother that you were showing me? Um, we will witness what Nephi saw in vision or whatever that part two has uh, come out. And so it's kind of circling around. Um, but just that phrase right there, like we are front row seats to, to the, the last part of the restoration here. This is, it's an interesting time. <laughs> All right. Anything else that, that stood out to us from that chapter uh, before we go on to, to 33? Sorry if I'm, I'm scrolling too much here. How, how about that where we got a little more than a year before this verse 10? Yeah. When do you think that year starts? Like, <laughs> this is obviously historical as well as allegorical for the future right as a pattern <laughs> i want to know when does verse 10 start <laughs> and and how do we prepare for that well we already know that the food chain the food supply chain is breaking right 
Right. And we also know that lots of, there's been lots of crop failure and lots of, I don't want to say animal failure because I think most of them are being culled right around mm-hmm. the world yeah. um, for various reasons. So is that a warning for us now? I don't know. Yeah. And there that last line, the product, the produce shall fail to arrive. So sometimes like there is the harvest, it might not be as big as it normally is, but it fails to arrive and we see some of that happening where mm-hmm. with the cargo ships being stalled and different things things aren't getting to the places they're just things are just going to spoil yeah it's so well, interesting to, to look at people and and how they're they're kind of on the fence about food storage uh you know you're either for it or or you're kind of uh, sitting there but like look at this uh you shall be in anguish oh carefree ones like come on let's 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 get some excitement let's light a fire or something (laughs) it wouldn't take that much though because if the truckers go on strike like a lot of them are saying they won't take the vaccine and they will they won't they will they'll Mm -hmm. quit it wouldn't take much to shut things down if you don't have truckers you don't have anything so and the truckers, like, I was talking to my mom about it. And she said, why are the truckers, like, why is it just truckers? I said, truckers listen to the radio all day. They don't watch TV. They listen to conservative talk. So mm-hmm. they're hearing a completely different message than the rest of the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so if that happened, it wouldn't take anything to close down our, our um, vegetable, fruits and vegetables, our produce. It wouldn't take anything to close that. Truckers are our whole, the United States. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in, the, yeah. Uh, in what um, Abraham said that uh, with another year left of Jehovah's three-year warning before a serious assault. Yeah. So, so that's the year, but we don't know when that is. <laughs> so then how do we bring in... My, I kind of heard about it on Monday, but I've just decided, like I pretty much turned off the news, but I still would kind of keep up a little more, mm-hmm. but I've just decided I'm just done. That brings in too much negativity. Who do you believe? Who do you not believe? But he came home and he's like, did you hear about the general Millie? And I said, I heard a little bit. And so he wanted to turn the news on tonight, which we haven't done in a long time, but Apparently, our own military is colluding with the Chinese military, saying, we won't, don't worry, we're not going to bomb you, we're not going to attack you, and if we decide to, I'll let you know before it happens so that you guys can be prepared. Hello? (laughs) Wow. So isn't that what we just were talking about, colluding and Mm -hmm. with the enemy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. and the president said he has full confidence in him. The civilian guy over the military said, uh, he didn't, I didn't tell him to do that. This is broken by Woodward and Bob Costa, which I thought Bob Costa was sports. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. And um, Congress is like, eh, no problem. I don't think he really did what people are saying he did. So, you know, to me, it sounds treasonous. That's what a lot of people are saying. But 
I don't know. Cause I don't listen to the news a whole lot. We just watched like 15 minutes tonight when the, they were doing the news story. So mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. In boat, I hadn't even heard about it. So okay. as a military guy, he broke a uh, total chain of command and the uh, secretary of state for um, Trump came out and said the chain of command is through me and it is not through the general. And this is absolutely incorrect. You should never have done it. Huh. And if somebody of lower rank, because he is a four-star general, they would have been relieved of duty immediately. But he's not, he's being supported. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I, <laughs> but I mean, like you said, it fits right into Isaiah this week, just what we were talking about there. And it fits into other books we've read about China coming in, right? Mm-hmm yeah and other dreams and i mean just kind of everything so you're like "Mm." so then i'm reading this one be alarmed you complacent women be perturbed put Mm -hmm. sackcloth around your ashes and you know i mean that's about the fields but there's plenty going on and i don't know where it was about colluding with the enemy in there but i mean we're seeing that happen and whether it's true or not, we've heard rumors of our president colluding with the enemy mm-hmm. and family members. Well, I, we don't, I don't know if it's true. I don't want to have a political debate, but we're starting to get more rumors of people colluding with the enemy. Mm-hmm. We just supported Cuba in putting down a, a riot to overthrow the government. Why are we supporting a communist country? We've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything is is topsy turvy. We don't know what to believe. Like it's, um, is that part of this one or is that in the next chapter? But um, where everything is uh, opposite and and things are just amiss. Um, let's see, and stammers, master eloquence. Uh, <laughs> we see that a lot happening. Hypocrisy, uh, uh, leaving the hungry soul empty, depriving the thirsty soul of drink. Um, you know, I, I think that, that that speaks a lot to, to what we're living today as well. But yeah, let's go to uh, chapter 33, uh, kind of tying this all in. Let's see, uh, Mother, would you read the, just again, let me see, 24, so like 12 verses. There we go. Okay, woe to you, despoiler, who yourself was not despoiled, O treacherous one, with whom none have been treacherous. When you have done with devastating, you shall be devastated. When you are through betraying, they shall betray you. O Jehovah, be favorable towards us. We have waited for you. Be our strength of arm from morning to morning our salvation in troubled times. The peoples fled from the thunderous voice at your uprising and nations scattered. Their spoil was harvested in the manner of caterpillars, like insatiable locusts, they rushed upon it. But Jehovah is supreme for he dwells on high with justice and righteousness, he will replenish Zion. Your faithfulness in times of trial shall prove to be a strength. 
your wisdom and knowledge, your salvation, your fear of Jehovah shall be your riches. See their stalwart sob in public, the champions of peace weep bitterly. The highways are desolate, travel is at an end, the treaties have been violated, their signatories uh, held in contempt, man is disregarded, the land lies withered and forlorn, Lebanon wilts shamefully, Sharon has been turned into a dry waste, uh, Basham, Basham and Carmel are denuded. Uh, now will I rise, says Jehovah, I will grow, I will now become prominent, now gain preeminence. You who receive chaff, chaff and brought forth stubble, the, the fire of your own breath devours you. Whole nations have been burned like lime, mowed down like thorns, and set ablaze. All right, sorry, I just barely seen Rossanne's hand. Was that a comment or to, to read? To read. Okay, yeah, do you wanna uh, pick up in 13 through the end? Yeah. Take heed what I have done, you who are far off. You who are near, be apprised of my might. The sinners in Zion are struck with fear. The godless are in the grip of trembling. Who among us can live through the devouring fire? Who among, who among us can abide eternal burning? They who conduct themselves righteously and are honest in word, who disdain extortion and stay their hand from taking bribes, who stop their ears at the mention of murder, who shut their eyes at the sight of wickedness. They shall dwell on high. The impregnable cliffs are their fortress. Bread is provided them. Their water is sure. Your eyes shall behold the king in his glory and view the expanse of the earth. You shall recount in your mind the terror. Where are those who conducted the census? Where are those who levied the tax? Where are the ones who appraised the towers? The insolent people are not to be seen, a nation of incomprehensible speech whose babbling tongue was unintelligible. Behold Zion, the city of our solemn assemblies. Let your eyes rest upon Jerusalem, the abode of peace, an immovable tent, whose stake shall never be uprooted, nor any of its cords severed. None who reside there shall say, I am ill. The people who inhabit it shall be forgiven their iniquity. May Jehovah cause us to dwell there, a country of rivers and broad streams, where no warships sail or majestic fleets pass by. Their riggings hang loose. They hold not the mast in place, nor spread out the sail. Now shall spoil and abundance be divided, and even the lame take part, part in the plunder. For Jehovah is our judge, and Jehovah our lawgiver. Jehovah is our king. He himself will save us. Um, one that I had, um, I don't remember, I think just while your mom was reading, but, um, it doesn't, it doesn't really, I, I guess I answered my own question that I had earlier. It doesn't really matter what it looks like. We will be ready for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, those who understand the signs, even a little bit, hopefully will not be surprised by whatever it is 
that whether it's the Chinese Communist Party that comes in and tries to take over our country, or there's a, you know, an even worse sickness with a 95% mortality rate, or I guess um, it doesn't really matter what it looks like. We just have to be, just have to be prepared and ready for whatever it might be. However, we feel like we, you know, prepare in any way that we feel um, uh, prompted to, because however we need to prepare, if we're listening to the spirit, then we will be prepared. So I guess I answered my own question that way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like President Nelson said, you know, in this last conference, yes, it's it's great for, for physical preparations and stuff, but uh, what he's concerned about is, is the spiritual preparedness of the people as a whole too, you know, like uh, there, uh, you know, uh, just like you said, we, we all have to prepare in different ways because uh, no two uh, experiences are going to be the same in the last days. And so everything mm -hmm. is all about hearing him and mm -hmm. that spiritual preparation to get that, that fundamental communication line open is, is absolutely crucial. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Oh, verse 20 is really interesting. Yeah. It says, Behold, Zion, the city of our solemn assemblies. And when you think about what's going to happen in Zion, uh, back in Missouri, they're going to have three complexes, eight temples, eight, 24 temples. And it's interesting, they'd say our solemn assemblies, which basically is talking and relating to temples, right? Yeah. So uh, it's just incredible what they say. And then it says, the abode of peace. And we know that that's going to be a safe haven, right? And then it says an immovable tent whose stakes shall never be uprooted, which mm -hmm. means the church is going to survive this whole ordeal. I mean, that's really comforting to know. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there's certain things that, that we can count on, certain assurances that are there, huh? Yeah. And look at 21. It says, and none who reside there shall say, I am ill. There's not going to be illness, which is amazing. Yeah. So what does that, that clue us into in the state of those people that are there? That they're translated beings yeah. is, my, is my guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say. And, and then how does it describe how they got there? The people who inhabit it shall be forgiven their iniquity. It, it's tying illness directly to iniquities. As, mm -hmm. as we cleanse those, then mm -hmm. we can be free from all illness and become translated. Like that's an interesting topic there. Um, you know, sure. there's lots of different lines on, on that, but like, what, what do you make of that? Why is illness and iniquity go hand in hand like what think, what's the do, you think it's, do you think it's really i mean i think it is physical illness but don't you think that physical illness comes from spiritual illness and that's how repentance plays such a big part mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely and um doesn't abraham he talks about how um illness is a covenant curse yeah. um and so with we are because of the current how the world is we're all in a covenant curse and so once we're purified and move past it then we won't have that covenant curse anymore mm -hmm. the iniquities are 
uh, from it's generational. Mm -hmm. um, Traditional. Uh, well, from our ancestors and stuff. And, so is that healed through temple work? Um, yeah, and Davidic covenants is what I think, but that's me. Mm -hmm. Can yeah. we just can we just talk a little bit about the stake shall never be uprooted? Yeah. I I don't want to say that it's the church because just because we're members of the church doesn't mean that we're do you know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. not a blanket saying because I'm baptized, because I go to the temple. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I think that's a very interesting thing to point out here because um as this ties into next week's material, the, the chiastic structure really pairs it that this church, this Zion church here, is called the church of the firstborn in, in the last part. And so um, it's not like our current church here. It is the, the church of the firstborn. Those are the ones that cannot be uprooted. They're, they're calling election made sure they're uh, in the Lamb's book of life kind of a thing. And so that's, that's a very interesting point to, to bring out there. Yeah, just because you're baptized doesn't mean that that's the, the end all. Or just because you do your ministering every week and, or month and you fulfill your church callings and you go to the temple. I just think there's so much more. And I think we've all talked about it, that there's so much more um, that, that we need to be doing. And part of that is what hearing him gaining the power in the priesthood. Um, oh, there was something else I was just thinking of repenting, you know, mm. regularly. Um, there's so much more to it than just our church membership. I know. Right. And, and that has only come within the last few years for me anyway, of, of realizing that enduring to the end, isn't just about endurance and to, <laughs> just uh, out lasting the storm it's no there's there's actual work involved there's there's more uh progress to be made on the covenant path and isn't that exactly what the prophet is saying that we in these latter days have to put in the work because to, time is running out him. right exactly and to hear him and it's like milstein said at education week We've already spiritually started Armageddon. We see it. It's happening. And if you're not prepared, you're not going to be able to withstand that. Yeah, exactly. Like we're at war here. We we're living it. We've got front row seats and we're we're actively participating. Right. <laughs> I have to bring up this uh, picture that I took the other day. And it was just amazing quote. Uh, here it is. This is by George Q. Cannon. The greatest events that have been spoken of by all the holy prophets will come along so naturally as a consequences of certain causes that unless our eyes are enlightened by the spirit of God and the spirit of revelation rests upon us, in other words, we have to put in the work, right? We will fail to see that these are the events predicted by the holy prophets. Hmm. Wow. And that was George Buchanan, you said? Yes. 
That reminds me of um, when Avraham talks about how the wicked won't even know that the righteous are being saved. They won't even know that we, you know, that the 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 destruction is happening at the same time of the deliverance. They won't even know, and that's what that quote reminds me. I've heard that quote too. I really love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, it kind of comes back to like the. Uh, the 10 virgin uh, parable there you know there's the five wicked not not sorry that was a spoke so there's the the five uh, that are ready uh, with with oil in their lamps etc then there's the five that are unprepared but those are just the ones that are like at this marriage feast like they're waiting for the groom there's a whole town that you know doesn't wake up until morning and to know what happened you know like uh, the the lord is uh, trying to to bring his his bride along to to the marriage supper here, and uh, interesting how there's there's more to the parable in what is not spoken uh, as well, and, and like you said there that um, the the wicked won't even know that the the righteous have have left and and uh, uh, been called mm-hmm. out or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think you brought it up a little bit ago about. I can't remember if you were focusing on spiritual preparedness or temporal, but I just love the two talks that Elder Bednar gave. Uh, first talk was on the 10 virgins and the spiritual preparedness. And then what, a year or two later, last conference, was it last, con- it was the conference before, I can never remember, um, when he gave the talk again about the 10 virgins and the physical preparedness. And I just... I really have a testimony of that scripture faith without works is dead. And I, I just really believe that you can have all the faith in the world that you're going to be taken care of. But if you don't put forth the effort, that's showing your faith, putting faith into action. Miracles happen. Things can be provided, but almost every miracle the loaves and the fishes started with something twice water into wine. Um, the Israelites clothes that didn't wear out for 40 years. It's always with something, the oil and the flour that never emptied, right? It always starts with something. Now, can we be blessed to have something from nothing? Yes. The Israelites got manna from heaven and the Israelites got water from a rock. I guess the rock was something, I don't know, but they didn't have to bring that rock. They brought Mm -hmm. their clothes, but I just have such a strong testimony that you can have the faith, but doing something is the, is putting that faith into action and trusting heavenly father. And I think that's part of what that oil represents in the virgins, those that had the oil and those didn't. They went thinking, oh, he'll be here and the Lord will provide, but he didn't because they didn't, they didn't always, they didn't plan. They didn't, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. There's this, I was just going to say, there's a scripture that's faith without works is dead. (laughs) I don't know where it found though. (laughs) Yep. That's the one I'm talking about. And I remember we were trying to sell our house. I was selling it on my own. Every day with four little boys, the oldest one was eight. I had an open house. The youngest one wasn't even two. And 
every Sunday we'd come home, eat lunch, clean up. And I'd put the open house sign up. And my boys were like, one of them said, every day we do this every day, we have to clean it up and nothing ever happens. Nobody's going to buy our house. And the spirit just put those words into me. And that's when I just gained such a testimony is you're right. He can bring someone, but if we don't do our part, how can we sell it? If it's dirty, if it's not got an open house sign, how is it going to happen? And you know what? It was either that Sunday or the next Sunday that the people that bought our house came by. And because, you know, and he learned a valuable principle because of that. And I just really gained a testimony that you have to, you have to do the work. You have to do something. The Lord can make something out of nothing, but he often wants us to be a partner with him by doing that work. And that reminds me of, go ahead. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why they tell us that we're supposed to have uh, food storage. I, I honestly believe, I don't know. I haven't read it anywhere. I have nothing to back it up, but I really think we're just going to leave it all behind. I think we're going to leave it all behind <laughs> for those that were the unwise virgins, for those that didn't know for my neighbors and we'll be like the children of Israel learning to rely on the Lord for everything. Guys. Do you have the faith to go? <laughs> And that's so funny, Lisa, because those have been my thoughts. Exactly. I've been working really, I've just been feel so prompted and so, um, pushed to build a food storage. And I mean, we had one, but we moved and we threw away the old stuff and we, you know, it just wasn't as robust as I feel like it needs to be. And I'm buying this stuff and starting it. And the thought keeps going through my head. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I do not, I don't know. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I'm doing what I feel like I need to do. And it doesn't matter if we never eat it. If someone else comes along, oh my gosh, look at all this food, <laughs> you know? Do you have it, the faith to store it? And do you have the faith to walk away? To walk away right? from it. Yeah. Like and Elder Irene's talk about being, being ready to walk away really hit me hard. Yeah. Um, and and knowing that and believing, I've believed this for like three years, at least knowing that I still am preparing. Me too. Yeah, exactly. Cause I feel like I need to, that's mm -hmm. what I'm feeling like the spirit is saying now buy that. Okay. Now do that. And now, and I'm like, okay, okay. Um, and also along with the other, um, uh, the faith without works reminded me of um, President Nelson talking about how the Lord loves effort. Mm -hmm. oh. I like that. Stephen was going to say something too, weren't you? Was that Stephen? Mm -hmm. It was me. <laughs> I, I just was impressed with uh, verse two. I didn't understand the verse, but I'd like to read what Abraham's commentary was says, waiting for Jehovah amid troubled times distinguishes his elect from the remainder of his people. Quote, I will wait for Jehovah who hides his face from the house of Jacob and expects and expect him. Although Jehovah's judgment may appear to last forever, causing many of his people to grow weary, all is worth the outcome. Jehovah keeps his part of the terms of his covenant 
by showing favor or compassion toward those who endure to the end. He becomes their arm of salvation when he intervenes wondrously to deliver them. I think this is the first time I've really understood what endure to the end means. We're, we are have to endure during the bad times. Yeah, because there's that, that descent before ascent principle, right? Like we have to endure to the end because <laughs> there's some really deep dives. There is. But it's not just enduring, it's flourishing. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I've learned yeah. I mean, you can't just endure. I mean, people endure hardships and they just, but there's a way to also endure and learn and grow and flourish, right? Mm -hmm. But I love, thank you, everyone. I loved our talk on um, faith without works. And Rossanne, thank you for sharing that you've been feeling the same way because I feel like I'm just kind of <laughs> the only one that thinks we're going to be like that and walk away from but I do, I just think we're going to walk away, do, just like the pioneers. I also think we're going to be like the, pion, like the children of Israel and the pioneers, the early restoration of the church. We're going to have to walk away from our homes and everything in it. And as I look at the chair that my husband's great-grandmother rocked all her children <laughs> in and the curio cabinet that Kurt's grandmother bought when it was already like she said it was old when she bought it and she had it for 75 years. And inside is her mother-in-law's wedding gifts of a sugar bowl. And, and I think, I'm just like the pioneers, am I going to walk away and just leave all of that behind? And I have to be okay with it. Yeah, I'm glad you said it too, because I thought I was the only one thinking that as well. <laughs> you know, it's nice when you find like-minded and, and it's nice when you hear a confirmation that somebody yeah. else hearing the same voice that you are and getting the same. And I don't think we'll all be in the same position. So we may not all have the same experiences and hear the same whisperings. Right. But it's nice when you find that other people are hearing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. nice. <laughs> For sure. And going along with that, what we're talking about there and in uh, verses 15, 16, so they who conduct themselves righteously, they're honest in word, disdain, extortion, all that kind of stuff, um, who stop their ears at the mention of murder and shut their eyes at the sight of wickedness, Avraham goes, oh, they must not be watching TV then. <laughs> then they shall dwell on high. The impregnable cliffs are their fortress. Bread is provided them, their water is sure. And so again, we're, we're pulling from ancient or uh, historical stories of the Israelites, just like you said, that there's that pattern, but our bread will be provided and the water is sure. Um, but these are those that conduct themselves righteously. They're the ones having to be called out and, and provided for, just like you said, I, I think that it is a, a kind of a, another witness to, to, to what uh, some of you have been feeling and uh, how what we're preparing for is uh, kind of the temporal preparedness side of things but as long as we're spiritually prepared we'll we'll be taken care of um, uh, by by the king in his glory so true so true thank you
Yeah. Um, and then, so Isaiah's bifid structure just ends with uh, the, the most important verses right there. For Jehovah is our judge, Jehovah our lawgiver, Jehovah is our king, he himself will save us. Um, uh, I think that that's such a, a comforting uh, end to the first half of, of Isaiah. Uh, yeah, that 33 ends uh, reminding us that, that Jehovah is it. That's, that's where we put our trust and, and our faith. Oh, yeah, Sarah. Hey there, I'm just coming in late. So I, I don't know everything that y'all have talked about, but that last little bit and, and what you were just saying reminded me of um, in Visions of Glory, how like the process of getting to Zion was like he was being stripped of everything um, that the world had to offer. I mean, like the, he brought nothing. And like as far as relying on food and remnant and like you know clothing and things like that he saw so many miraculous things to be able to endure each day without like they they literally had to rely completely on his mercy and his hand and um i, I too have felt that same way so you, you sisters are not alone in in feeling that way but uh and i i, I would probably venture to say that a lot of people have felt like had that inclination, but I think it's good to have that thought. And even if it doesn't happen and you do have to use it, at least you kind of walked through that idea and like yeah. thought to yourself, well, yeah, I could do that. I could walk away because I often think about Lot's wife. I don't think it was that she looked back, like it, the, the action of looking back, it was that she was longing for what she was walking away from and so I, I think that's important as we recognize that these worldly things are just are just that and that there's so much more just beyond the horizon through following our savior so mm -hmm. yeah exactly and then in in the chat l is so ready to walk away yep <laughs> uh, getting prepared for it and then oh, that'll it'll be a uh, kind of a bittersweet moment i guess you know just like anytime you get a new calling in the church right you kind of sometimes anyway you're, you're sad to leave the old one in but yeah there's there's new paths to tread <laughs> when rossanne was saying that i just thought talking about visions of glory and how he walked away. And I just heard the president Nelson say in my head, some of the greatest miracles will be performed leading up to the <laughs> second coming. Right. And yeah. while it's, while we're sad to walk away, we can't have our eye on, Oh, my home. We have mm -hmm. to have our eye on what will be right. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, for me, it's like, I've been hearing this my whole life. Oh, you're going to be here second coming and you're the chosen generation and you're well I just didn't realize I was going to be a grandma like I thought I would be like <laughs> I've been bent in better shape in my life and to think of like walking that far um in Spencer's book he talks about how they're translated slowly and they get stronger and they're not as hungry and I think okay I could probably do that but like you think about it we haven't ever lived uncomfortably like I have a really comfortable bed we haven't lived without power. We haven't lived with like, we haven't ever done anything super hard for more than three days. Like, so I just go, I could same thing, but it scares me to just like, 
I built this whole food storage. I have a grocery store in my basement. I'm just going to leave. Like, it's just going to be like, <laughs> peace out. I'm out of here. Yep. I got my kids on. Like, I got a pair of Nikes. Here we go. <laughs> like, that's going to take a lot of faith for me. Mm. Mostly just to be uncomfortable. I'm not good at being uncomfortable. My back hurts without my bed. Like, I had a massage <laughs> chair I'd sit on when I don't feel good. Like, mm-hmm. that's just going to be... Like, I thought I would be younger and like maybe in a better situation, even though I've been working on this for 15 years, I've been getting ready, but I'm like, oh shoot, I'm just getting older. (laughs) My hips hurt when I walk too long. (laughs) Anyway, oh, um, the book is, um, it's Spencer from the book you were talking about from Visions of Glory. That's what I was referring to. Anyway. Well, here, just to maybe ease your mind a little bit we don't know exactly how fast we're going to be translated i mean people have conjectured and you know kind of thrown their ideas out there but it could just be instantaneous and now we're human 2.0 and we can just you know yeah we're not sick well, that we can would walk be ideal. Fire. wouldn't that be great i mean let's that would be ideal but spencer talked about it like it's a slow thing like yeah, with every but, step I mean, they get a little bit stronger but, I don't know. I mean, we can always hope that we're just yeah. like, twinkled. I mean, I, I haven't lost the hope of that at all, but <laughs> it's going to take a lot of faith, but I think I, I think I can do it. And these kind of books really definitely, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't sacrifice all those blessings to keep your food storage for heaven's sake. I mean, that's right, ridiculous. Right. So. <laughs> I just, I think how fast we translate depends <sighs> on how much work we do now. Yeah, that spiritual preparation, the the Mm -hmm. spiritual food storage that we're doing. Yeah, (laughs) interesting. Yeah, let's get on it. So, Triumph of Zion, we'll (laughs) we'll get all prepared as soon as we read that book, right? (laughs) Yeah, you may you may have a you may have a point, Alicia, because um, you know we progress at different levels and different. um speeds and so somebody that doesn't know anything about translated beings all of a sudden being like whoa what just happened to me (laughs) you know maybe Mm -hmm. it is kind of it depends on where you start from i always have to look up that scripture in the doctrine and covenants that says um whatever you do and whatever we did before gave us the more advantage in this life and whatever we do Mm -hmm. now gives us more advantage in the next and Mm -hmm. the next life isn't the celestial kingdom the next life is the terrestrial kingdom right Mm -hmm. millennium yeah i personally don't think that the leaving your stuff behind will be as hard as loving people that are mean and that are you know that are (laughs) being treating us terribly and being you know, that will mm-hmm. be, for me, that's what I'm working on is loving people, even when they see things different and when they're judgmental of my choices. And like, that's what I'm working on is just to have love. And I mean, mm-hmm. probably those things, like you said, it probably won't be, it probably won't be that hard, but who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
all of a sudden it, <laughs> it came to a <laughs> interesting <laughs> stop right at 10 o'clock. I don't know if that's a sign or not. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, leaving that stuff behind, I think that we'll be, it'll be so bad here and we'll want to be gathering to wherever we're gathering, especially if we're gathering at the temple, you know, or, mm. or gathering with others that are just like us, then mm. I think it'll be easier to leave all that behind. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the the parable of the the virgins, right? Like when the the announcer comes in and says the bridegroom cometh, it's going to be like, oh yes, we've been preparing for this. Let's go get a game face on. I don't know. It's going to be fun. <laughs> well, any last kind of comments, either on Isaiah or in general? Um, so triumphal Zion in in a few weeks um next week uh like i said i'll i'll be kind of uh throwing out some time for kind of final testimonies about isaiah uh how isaiah has impacted you and and your studies your thoughts um what what's your takeaways from it and um then we'll we'll discuss the the last part of of isaiah's bifid structure there then conference and then the general conference chat that we'll have and then then triumph of Zion. <laughs> Saying it like that, it seems so far away, but uh, it's it's going to be a, a fun. Can we talk about one more thing? Yeah, for sure. So, do you think that all of the property that the church has and all the resources they have are meant for us? Like, do you think we'll be? Do you think if we do leave our home, are we going to go to some? some of the desert livestock land or do you think we're going to go to these camps from the church or where do you I mean just wondering like and I did see Libby's comment that said some of them were translated right immediately so I forgot that it said that in that book but do you have does anybody here have a feel for that because I've heard like the church has everything we need but then I think I wonder if they really I know they have tons of stuff but is it for us it's a good question I don't know where uh i you know i'm not just trying to solely lean on on what spencer talked about but um in in what he said that it became a paradise and that you know the tree of life you know went about healing everything and and all of that so i would assume that it has it really does as a, a paradisical place have the things that that we do need um but i don't know that's a really good question yeah i don't know either and are we just going to gather at the temple that's what the nephites did what is all the other land for we have a lot of land we have lots of land i mean they have they have almond fields and and livestock and i mean there is there is thousands and thousands of acres is that for us or that's is it just not investments? A, I mean, yeah, is it just not including money? church and temple properties too, right? I mean, we have a lot of land. And camps. Yep, all the camps. I mean, and they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. I so, would think so. I would think it's preparation. I would think so. I but hope so. It. Let's see, Neil says something. Church does not have... Mm, yeah. What did he say? I can't read it. This is the church does not have everything, but there are places of safety like girls camps, 
Most dreams start with a call for those who are prepared, then later others. So it kind yeah. of goes in, in those waves. That's interesting. Isn't that how it was in Zion? And that's why it failed was because you were supposed to come. Those who had prepared were supposed to come and get set up. And then was that in Kirtland? And then the poorer people were supposed to come who were the needy. And then they the came too soon. They did. And they overwhelmed everything and it just fell apart. It couldn't, they couldn't support it all. So that's interesting because I'd forgotten about that, but that was the pattern in the early church. Mm. Yeah, so and that don't give up sense. your first storage too soon. No, <laughs> don't go until you're told. Yep. Yeah, that, that was, I remember when we studied that and I was like, that's an important lesson that we need to remember. Like you, and that's part of, I guess, not fearing, right? You have to not be fearful so that you can, <laughs> trust the Lord and do things in an orderly manner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to overwhelm because if we overwhelm it, we're not being a Zion people. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe then do you give some of your food storage away to help people so that they can go? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know. <laughs> when everything's said and done and we've we've passed the test and we're all in Zion, we're we're all gonna come back together and be like, oh remember when we talked about this? Remember September 15th? So, ah, how did we even think about that? Why did we forget about this? <laughs> yeah. So far, like, all, the, all the conspiracy things are happening. So it's like it doesn't seem that far-fetched to me. It's like no, okay, what's where that domino just went down? what's the next domino <laughs> exactly we need to get our hand cart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know the lord told me to buy a camper so we did <laughs> yeah. i've just got like the, the worst beater car and that's all i've got so i'm gonna be huffing it on foot no you'll eventually something you'll Lord be able to move to yeah you'll be able to move at the speed of your thought oh. once you're translated so you'll be Cameron, fine you have so many friends that you won't even need your own yeah. car you have tons of friends so hey, i guess i was a little bored today and i was just scrolling through facebook which i don't do very often and i happened to be in a facebook group that said had set up a relative finder cameron oh. you and i are 10th cousins Oh really? That's <laughs> <laughs> not that close. <laughs> yes, it's interesting. On, on close enough. The, the the groups like the Ezra Siegel one and the Signs of the Second Coming group. I think it made, I think it was Ezra's Eagle. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah but most of them are pretty distant cousins on those. I was expecting closer ones. Very interesting. I haven't seen anything from Signs of the Second Coming. Or did he? shut that down again no it's there i've i saw something yesterday hmm. that really piqued my interest no hmm. i take that back i was I searching remember. for it Maybe and it wouldn't it, it wouldn't even come up really no i've been seeing it in my news feed i wonder if it's older stuff but what i saw actually i think was in ezra's eagle hmm. i'm gonna look it up right now on my phone and see yeah, I was searching for it because I'm because I thought, oh, I haven't seen anything 
for a while and I did a search and it wouldn't even come up. No, I just got it up. Yeah, I've okay. got it. All right. But, the, then I but just, look at the date I, of the post though. Yeah, I know that's the new activity was July 29th from George Q. Cannon. Mm. And I Although, think that's the quote that you said. Let's see things. No, here's something from 22 hours ago. Yeah, and here's okay. one from one hour ago, six hours ago. All right, so mm -hmm. my phone is just being weird or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, enduring to the end with your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying any of the latest models. <laughs> Wait till this <laughs> well, it's been fun. We will catch everyone next week for, for the last bit of Isaiah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. We will see you all next week. Okay. Thanks bye. for coming. Bye. bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. bye.